Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the May issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Winter Wheat May Have More Value as Forage Than Taking It to Grain. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Darren Redfern, who's a Nebraska Extension Forage and Crop Residue Specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Aaron, thank you very much for having me. Well, Dr. Redfern, I wanted to have a conversation with you today about this topic of looking at winter wheat as a forage crop. Prior to your coming to Nebraska, you spent a lot of time in Oklahoma. And in Oklahoma, wheat there is really seen both as a dual crop. It can be used for grazing or for grain. But we also see a lot of scenarios at times, especially I'd say in Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, where that wheat crop is determined to have more value as forage. And then it's harvested that way, either directly grazing it out or harvesting it for hay. Uh, some cases, maybe harvesting it as wheatledge. Uh, just talk to us about the possibility of us using wheat as a forage this year in Nebraska. I think that's something we don't often do. But this year with forage prices and just the drought conditions, it may have some real application in the current scenario we're in. Yeah, no, that, that you, you bring up a, a number of a number of good points, you know, and and the southern part of the Great Plains, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, and and even up into Kansas a bit. That's yeah, that's almost their go-to uh, uh, winter and and early spring forage. Uh, it, it is very very flexible and in. They're good years. They do have the opportunity to harvest it for hay or or as wheatledge. So it's it's the uh, flexibility of of use is there quite as much. And I know as as you move a little further north, the number of, of winter heat winter wheat acres uh, decrease quite rapidly. You know, in, in Nebraska, and I would say in particularly probably the uh, southern half of Nebraska, all the way across the state is. Uh, can be very good winter wheat growing areas. You know, again, the uh, the availability of uh, moisture is is what makes that successful in many areas. Uh, in particular, out in the uh, out in the Panhandle. You know, there again, it is some of the acres are irrigated, so the uh, so the water deficit is is not there. That can be corrected quite rapidly. You know, some of the uh, Agronomically, you know, the the wheat responds pretty well to a little bit of nitrogen fertilization. Responds uh, pretty well to uh, timely moisture. But one of the things that it, that it does that, in addition to the to the grain production, is it does produce a very high quality forage. And as, as you alluded to, you know, with the high uh, high hay prices, you know, there's a lot of opportunities this year for Kind of thinking out of the box, you will, on on some of the uh, potential forages we might use, and at least for Nebraska, you know, as you indicated, uh, grazing winter wheat or harvesting winter wheat for a hay uh, is something to to certainly consider. You know, one of the things I think that gets my attention right now is again just the extended drought we've had. Uh, while we had some winter snow, unfortunately, that's not translated into precipitation in March and April. Uh, we've had really pretty dry conditions across much of the state. And the first few weeks of May here, unfortunately, have been kind of dry as well. And so as we look at that, we look at the pastures we're planning to go to. We've also, I think, seeing those slow to come. Uh, I think that just creates a scenario in my mind where 
we may need to really think outside our traditional box and look at wheat as a forage to be grazed, especially here as we're trying to bridge a gap to be able to go to summer pasture. And then in some cases, maybe we're not in a scenario where we can uh, you know, graze that wheat out, but look at the possibility of of cutting that for hay or putting it up as wheatledge. You know, that wheatledge option may be attractive as well as we think about needing to have some kind of wet base for a a ration as we move into the summer if we need to dry lot cows that we were planning to graze. Yeah, no, it, it does. You know, those are, are certainly uh, big additional advantages to try to mitigate or help mitigate some of these uh, management issues that we're having as, as a result of this continuing drought. You know, you you and I had, uh, talked earlier about the, uh, you know, this is, we're not, we're still in the, in the midst of a, a drought. And I believe probably out in, uh, at least in the Western part of uh, Nebraska, probably going on uh, at least parts of, of three years now, you know, soil moisture is, is there at the, I would call it surface moisture, but deep soil moisture is really, uh, is minimal. So I, I think using, uh, using, Weed as a as an extender of uh, available forage. Uh, the big thing that it will do, and you may have, have talked to others on this podcast about uh, delaying turnout on many of the uh, native grasslands. You know, <laughs> those those uh, areas have been beat up for a couple going on a couple of years now, and they could use a a bit of relief. And then using weed as a as the mechanism to provide them some early season grazing relief would, would have a, I wouldn't know what the economic value of that, but it, it would certainly have, it would certainly have an economic value to delaying the grazing. Well, from my perspective also, if we're looking at the possibility of grazing wheat versus the next alternative, or if we're having to dry a lot of cow, if we're going out buying grain or hay today at current market prices, we're easily looking at close to $4 a day. Uh, that's just for the feed cost. So if you translate that and then over to looking at grazing wheat, which in many cases would actually be of higher quality. And then just, I think of the benefits of getting cattle out of a dry lot, especially some of these young calves, getting them out more in a pasture scenario. Uh, there's some, I guess, benefits that's a little bit hard to put a dollar value to, but it's not just the value of the forage, but maybe the environment that we could put those cattle in that would have some benefit as well. Yeah, and I, th- I think while we we don't know what the economic value would be, I think we would know pretty quickly. Uh, some of those calves started having to be treated for for disease and and other issues like that. So it's not that we have a, a lot of experience with that. You know, I I think it's uh, is well grounded enough down in the southern part of the of the U.S. You know that I, I think many of our producers here in Nebraska should be. Uh, should be pretty comfortable uh, looking at some of the uh, some of the grazing of weed if that opportunity does present itself. So one of the things from my perspective also, when we look at the value of forage right now, you know, when you graze, you're going to have some trampling loss and things like that. And the other thing that just happens with grazing some of these winter annuals here is they mature so rapidly, you know, as we get into these long day length and, and some heat units. So one thing I would encourage people to consider is also the possibility of some windrow grazing. We frequently talk about that as a something you do late summer into the fall. We windrow a crop and then uh, graze it in the fall and winter. But there may be some scenarios where, again, that winter annual is maturing so rapidly. Maybe we want to catch it in the boot stage 
go out and windrow, you know, enough forage that we could directly graze then over a, a 10 day to two week period. We're going to see some regrowth come back actually on some of that crop we cut, but just extend the time that we've got some quality grazing. And again, we know that we could get some wetter conditions and uh, we don't want to have that laying on the ground very long, but maybe a way to extend this feed. And I think the other thing it does is if we can do some things like strip grazing. We really drastically increased our harvest efficiency on this crop. You know, maybe we're looking at a 40 to 50% harvest efficiency with direct grazing, uh, windrow grazing, we'd be maybe more in that 80 to 90%. And so just thinking about how do we get the most out of what we have, I think that might be something that provides some opportunity this year. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I mean, as you had mentioned, you know, that windrow grazing, you know, normally we, we just think about that for winter, winter feeding, but you described very well how that how that works in a wheat system. The other thing for folks to remember is that that wheat has extremely high quality, both protein and and TDN, uh, up until the uh, up until the grain starts to to try to form. So as you'd mentioned, using that combination of uh, windrow grazing, harvesting at the at the boot stage, and then some. Uh, little more intensive grazing management, maybe, if you will, you know, to increase that harvest efficiency, uh, depend on the regrowth a little bit. You know, I, I could very easily uh, see a wheat pasture that had a little bit of a uh, little bit of TLC on, on some of the harvesting, if you will, either through haying or mechanical harvesting or, or through grazing, you know, that would very easily push into the early part of July. Well, the other thing is we talked, just as you mentioned earlier, you know, there is a fair amount of wheat that's under a pivot in Nebraska right now. And if we're going to take that to grain, we're probably looking at late July, early August, in some cases, at least in the western part of the state, uh, before that wheat crop comes off as grain. If we're harvesting it for forage, that really offers us the opportunity then to come back and plant a summer annual and grow additional forage that could be harvested, you know, late August, September. So, there's some additional forage options that we have if we harvest that wheat early as forage that then provide us the opportunity to come back and plant another crop and have additional forage for later in the summer. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That summer annual following uh, following wheat production is, especially if you can irrigate it, that's, I hesitate to use the word no-brainer, but I'll use no-brainer. That's a, that's a pretty simple method for for getting uh, a lot of additional forage pretty quick because those summer annuals do uh, put on a lot of growth very quickly. You know, oftentimes you're talking about a hay crop in, in oh, 50 to 60 days, uh, grazing would be available uh, much earlier than that. So you know, there wouldn't be a lot, of, a lot of time delay moving from uh, wheat to a summer annual forage with a little advanced planting. Dr. Redford, anything else you think producers might want to consider as I think about this as an opportunity, uh, utilizing wheat as a forage as we move through May and June here, or even into early July. Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, you, you and I have talked a little bit about, I think with those high forage prices, there's a lot of things that can work in particular uh, with fertilizing some uh, perennial grass pastures is one we haven't talked about, but uh, you know, that's one utilizing wheat as a forage you know, is is another one that would uh, pencil out very quickly. You know, the big things we've got on on wheat is although the uh, forage yields 
may not be that great compared to uh, compared to many other forage sources. Uh, that quality that that wheat does provide uh, both protein and energy would be very easy to uh, use that as either a protein supplement or or using the wheat pasture to uh, stretch some hay supplies. There's just just numerous opportunities that could be used there. So, you know, while we've talked a lot about uh, focusing on the wheat grazing, I think using wheat as a tool to stretch forage production is is maybe a better maybe a better approach to this. But you know, if 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 the only option is to graze wheat pasture, then that's one that's been tried and true. Well, Dr. Redford, thanks for your time today and your perspective on the possibility of using wheat in Nebraska this year as a forage option. No, Aaron, thanks very much. I certainly enjoyed the conversation today. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find additional information on this topic.